Well, hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about how to live your dang life outside of the box, even if your life circumstances keep you boundaried, like in a cubicle at work or within a role, like parent or professional, that kind of thing. I'm your host, Kat, and this week's episode is about um, a lifestyle food eating plan that I tried, and I'm still trying, so spoiler alert. I loved it, and I'm feeling pretty incredible from the inside out. Um, but it's hard. It's hard, and you will hear why. So uh, this episode is really actually just a bunch of audio journaling that I did throughout the couple of weeks, um, talking about how it was going, and um, and I will meet you on the other side with the latest song that is giving me life. Enjoy. So I have started a new two-week challenge. It's called Bright Line Eating. And um, this is actually a pretty tough challenge. I've had a hard time finding a friend who wants to sign on, who also wants to be on the podcast. So, you know, I have some friends who are like, yay, I want to be on your podcast, but not for that challenge. And then I have other people who are like, okay, like I want to try that challenge, but I'm really not interested in being any part of your podcast. So... What I'm doing is I'm going to just, you know, talk to you myself rather than have conversations for you to listen to. I'll talk to you myself about, you know, my experience with the two week challenge. Um, and, you know, and just know that on my side of things, I do have a buddy who's also doing it so that, you know, there's sort of that reinforcement thing that happens when you have a buddy, um, when you're doing a challenge that's really rigorous. Some of the other challenges I don't find to be as difficult. And so it's, it matters less to have somebody to go, Hey, did you, you know, did you do your morning meditation today? I did my morning meditation today. And that kind of accountability is really, really great for some challenges and maybe not necessary for others. For this one, it feels important to have a buddy. Um, So here's how bright line eating works. The whole idea is that there are three bright lines that you um, you keep in your eating. So it's a it's an eating and food plan, Um, and it is for people who you know want to kind of break the addiction of addictive eating. Um, and maybe they're overweight and they want to lose weight too. I would say, I'm, you know, maybe about 10 pounds overweight. Um, and, you know, coming off of this, my parents came to visit for a couple of weeks. And so while they were here, it was like, we were all on vacation, you know, cookies and cakes and this and that, you know, every day. And by the end of it, I felt lethargic. I felt bloated. I felt like, you know, I definitely was at kind of my my, my peak of, um, eating that makes me feel not good. And I definitely am, um, one of those people who can have dinner and then, you know, kind of head back to the kitchen a little later and have a second dinner. It might be a little smaller than the first one. I will tell myself, but you know, it's just a little, little snack. And then a little later, um, head in for like, Oh, just a little, you know, a little granola bar, a little cookie and, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll get, I'll get things that are healthier per se, right? So like a rice cake with some peanut butter on it and maybe some dried cranberries is not so bad, but if you have two of those, you know, and then you follow it up with a granola bar, right? Like you can see how it, it starts to snowball and, and I can have like a, you know, maybe during the day I didn't eat all that much at all, but then at nighttime I'm having maybe two or three 
you know, meals worth of calories. Um, and they're not necessarily good, right? Like it's all kind of feel good food, but not necessarily a lot of nutrients. So I was fascinated when I heard about bright line eating because it's all about kind of breaking the addictive, um, eating habits and patterns that can make us obese or keep us, you know, keep us overweight. Um, and you know, and that can really kind of, you know, the, the way addiction works is it really sort of keeps you trapped in the addiction, right? Like everything starts to become about the addiction, uh, about whatever the substances you're addicted to. So if you're someone who's addicted to, you know, something like <clears throat> crack or heroin, right? Then, then your whole day when you're not high is about thinking about how you're going to get that thing. And so, you know, so bright line eating, what they do is they say, you know, the, the three bright lines that you want to keep is one, um, no sugar and no flour. And so that's a line that you don't cross, right? Like it's a bright line. And I, I like that it's a bright line and not a red line because red feels like, oh, so bad, so bad. But bright feels like it's bright and it's good and it's clear, you know, like I just, I like the language. So, okay. So one bright line is no sugar, no flour. The second bright line is three meal times only. So you sit down and have your breakfast when it's time to have your breakfast, and then you put your food away, and there's no more eating until lunchtime. And for me, because I'm like a perpetual snacker, and I continue to you know go eat, and sometimes I'll do it as a way to procrastinate, um, or in the afternoon if I'm having a slump, or if I just came out of a stressful meeting, then it's time to like go find some food, right? So, you know, it's like breakfast and then lunch, and then dinner. So that's the second bright line is like have your three meals a day and nothing in between. And then the last one is quantities. So um, you weigh and you measure your food. Now, I've had a friend who did this this plan, told me all about it, and uh, and was like, you know, it's it seems like, you know, you're weighing and measuring your food, like, oh, it's not that much food. But if you're really getting the foods that are no sugar, no flour, it's a lot of food. You know, the amount of vegetables, it's a lot of vegetables. And you might even find that you um, can't finish all the vegetables that you um, you said you were going to have. So anyway, so those are the three bright lines. Um, you know, I there's a quiz that you can take on her website, on the Bright Line Eating website. I say her because um, the, there's a doctor who's kind of the figurehead of the whole movement. Her name is Susan Pierce Thompson. And she wrote a book called Bright Line Eating. And she's like the lady, right? Like she's the lady. But anyway, so you can, you know, you can get the book um, or you can do the 14 day challenge on the website. And then she has a uh, kind of a more intensive, longer term boot camp. And then you become part of her like lifelong club. Um, then you get support from all the people in the bright line eating, um, world forever and ever and ever. But anyway, so, uh, on her website, there's a quiz that you can take to see how addictive you are. Kind of like how, how addicted is your brain to a certain way of eating? Because there are some people who, you know, food can kind of come and go, you know, I have a friend like this. She can just eat a little bit, you know, she can just eat like, Oh, I'm just going to have one piece of pizza or like, Oh, I'm just, and I, I have always been like, no, if there's pizza left in the box, I'm eating it, you know, and I might do it slowly and try to do it so that everybody can't see it's my 17th slice, but I will eat it or I'll wait until everybody goes and then I'll finish the pizza. Right. So anyway, so that's, so I'm, I'm a 10 on that scale of zero to 10. And she's probably much, much, much lower, right? So 
And then there are people, you know, who are all, all the range of in between. Um, but I think what's interesting is, you know, what she says is it's not about, um, willpower per se. It's not about like, oh, we need to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and eat better. And, you know, so for people who are in the middle of the scale, that might be easy for them to do. Um, but for people who are on the, the later side of the scale, like me, like I'm a 10, um, or my friend who I'm doing it with is a 10. So, you know, so both of us, we're on the, um, we're on the side of the scale where it's like, I'll spend a lot of time thinking about food. I'll spend a lot of time planning food. I'll spend a lot of time talking about my favorite foods, you know, and it's just, it's, sometimes I think it's a little too much for people, but, um, but anyway, so for folks who are on that side of things, it's not simply a matter of like, oh, I'm just going to start a new, I'm just going to start a new thing this week. I'm going to turn over a new leaf tomorrow. You know, it's, it's hard to know, not go back and have like one more cookie, one more thing, one more this, one more that, or, um, or God, the secret eating, the like eating after people go or other people who are a 10 might, you know, do like an extra trip to a drive through things like that, right? Like secret, secret eating. Um, so anyway, this is part of the reason why I've been so fascinated about it because I always have known I have a, an addictive personality um, and I've had to cut other substances out of my life because of it. And so I live a life now in recovery and um, did watch as my energy sort of you know, kind of cathected or like it went to, you know, it, it, it changed and it veered over to food more when I got rid of the other substances in my life. Um, so yeah, so I, again, another reason, just another reason that I was like, you know what, I want to try this thing. I want to try this thing. I want to see how it goes. So, um, I think what will be the toughest about this challenge, uh, is that I get really bored with food. So I feel like if I'm just eating really super simple whole foods every day, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get bored. Um, and I'll want to just eat whatever's in front of me, like at work instead. Um, I also have really, really tough cravings, like really tough cravings. And I'm a vegetarian. So I have like my, my preferred meat substitutes. I have these little garden, like chicken strips that I like. And, they're covered in a batter, which is made with flour, right? So those are out, but they are, it's, it's kind of, when I think about not eating those, like I get a little like, oh no, I'm going to starve. Like, that's how I feel. Like I can't, how I can't eat them. I'm not going to be okay. You know? So those, um, not being able to eat those is tough. And you know, I've been looking around at different veggie burgers and, and things like that, and I've had a hard time finding some that don't have any wheat or flour in the first, like, five ingredients. Um, and I found one, but it's still, like, only half of the protein serving. So I'll have to have two or I'll have to have, you know, something else like, you know, a veggie burger and then, you know, like a string cheese or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so boredom with food, I think cravings, like I'm going to miss certain foods and that's going to be hard. Um and then, you know, you're not supposed to have like gum or mints or anything in between, but I'm in meetings all day at work, maybe not all day, but um, I'm in meetings a lot and it's really normal for me to like 
pop a piece of gum and chew it for, you know, 10 minutes or so before I go into a meeting. It's just like a fresh breath thing. I guess I could brush my, I could like take myself to the bathroom and brush my teeth instead. Um, and she recommends that, but I just can't see there being that much of a difference between the, the, the fake sugar because fake sugar is out too. So the fake sugar that's in a piece of gum and the actual sugar that's in toothpaste. Like I just can't see there there being that much of a difference. Um, the whole thing about fake sugar and sugar is that you know the even fake sugar has an effect on the brain and makes your body think it's getting sugar. So if you're taking in fake sugar, your body will still hold on to fat or it, it affects your insulin levels. I think is what is what the deal is. So um, so it can still affect the way that you're losing weight. I guess. Um, so. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle the no mints, no gum thing. Um, I think what I'm really hoping for in this challenge is to have some more energy. I don't know that I will. I mean, it, on the one hand, it seems like less food than I'm used to eating. On the other hand, it's all better food than I'm used to eating. Um, it's very intentional, right? Like you're supposed to write out what you're going to eat the next day. You're supposed to do that the night before. And so you make sure you have the food there and you're not like eating on the fly. So, um, yeah, so I'm hoping for more energy. I'm hoping for a little more focus, um, Truly, I mean, after having family visit for a couple of weeks, I do feel exhausted. I feel exhausted. And at my job, things have gotten, um, they've just ramped up. Like we've had a couple of, um, you know, good things for, for my job and for my work. And I mean, these are all good things, but there have been more things to do and more ways for the whole team that I'm on to, to step up and step in and really kind of perform. And, um, it's been rough again, like these last couple of weeks with the parents here, you know, coming in a little late cause I'm taken to the airport or, um, you know, I took a couple of days off to spend time with them and all of that's been great, but it's also been stressful as I've been shaving time off of the job to focus a little more, on the parents. And this is a time when my job needs me to step up more. So, and I just feel so tired. I feel so tired. Um, and I drink about a pot of coffee a day, uh, true to form for the addictive kind of person. So, uh, you know, I'll be working on cutting that down too, to, um, a cup in the morning and a cup in the afternoon, partly because, you know, I do drink black coffee sometimes, but I, I prefer to have it with some cream and you're not really supposed to have cream outside of your mealtimes, right? So I'll have a little bit of milk with my coffee in the morning and then just black coffee in the afternoon. Um, the first couple of days, I'll, I'll probably half my normal amount. And then after the next couple of days, then I'll get down to the one cup in the morning, one cup in the afternoon. Um, so yeah, so that's it. I mean, if you are interested in trying this challenge along with me, I highly encourage it. It's definitely a tough one. And um, I'm glad that the the website has so much support for the two weeks. So so let me tell you how it, how it preps you too. So before, so you go into the website and it's $30, the challenge. So um, as much as I want everything that we talk about on this show to be for free or super low cost. This is $30, which is a big cost for, um, for many people. Um, however, you know, I think if, if it's a, if it's a worthy, healthy, 
habit that gets created, then $30 in the grand scheme of life really is not much. So that's how I thought about it. I was like, you know, I can pull together $30 for this if it's something that can, you know, really help me turn a corner around my eating. So anyways, you go on the website, you pay your 30 bucks, and then she takes you through a series of steps to get you ready to start your first day. So, you know, everything from cleaning out your fridge to getting a little journal so you can write your food down and you listen to, you know, um, or you watch like a video and it's kind of a pep talk with Susan Pierce Thompson. And I find her to be so charming and so down to earth and so smart. And I mean, she's also, she's got her PhD in neuropsychology, I think. Um, and she's a researcher and she's also someone who struggled with addiction, right? So she comes at it from a few different angles. She comes at it from the brain biology, brain science research perspective, and then also from personal perspective as someone who's weighed hundreds of pounds, hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and then gotten down to, you know, a, a weight that looks pretty regular, <laughs> looks like normal, and it looks like it fits her frame. And she seems, um, like she says, she seems happy, thin, and free. So anyway, so I appreciate that the website has so many supports to get you started. I think it was nice going through all of those steps because it helped me get into the mindset of um, what I'm about to do. So anyway, that's my story. Let's get started. Bright line eating and I will check back in. Okay, it's day two of bright line eating. Um, and today was rough at my job. We have a really big food sharing culture at my work. I went to my morning meeting. So this is a 10 a.m. meeting. And one of my coworkers so, I mean, she's so sweet. She, um, brought this big box of these cookies that I swear to you, you know, it's one of those shops, like a Mrs. Fields kind of a shop where they make cookies and they're just wafting like chocolate chip smells down the hallway. You know, like that's the kind of shop that it is. And the chocolate chip cookies, I used to call them crack cookies, like, because I would eat, I'd get like halfway through the cookie and I swear to you, it definitely affected my body. I felt like over the moon high as I was eating. I mean, not high, high, but like euphoric, like swear to God, euphoric was just like this cookie is heaven. It is giving me all the life in the world. This cookie, this cookie, right? So, okay. So this morning, 10 a.m. meeting, one of my coworkers brings in a box of those cookies and I had to say, oh my God, you guys. And I've told them all I'm doing a detox. Like that's what they, cause I don't want to go into the whole bright line eating, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing this detox. It's like a little food plan thing. Burr, burr, burr. And they're like, oh, okay. So one of my other coworkers is like, yeah, you know, we should all start eating healthier. So she brought in a big bowl of mango, which like fresh cut up mango, um, actually with pineapple and she chopped up some mint and put it in there and it was beautiful. Um, but truly like it's a huge food sharing culture where I work. And so if you don't take what people are offering, it's a little bit of an insult, right? So I was like, how am I going to, like, what am I going to do? And plus I'm trying not to eat between meals, right? Like I, it's bright line eating, which means no eating between meals. I was like, what am I going to do? Anyway, so what I did um, was I actually brought an apple to eat you know, as part of my lunch, because the lunch thing has like bring, you know, it's a fruit. So bring a fruit. So I decided to not eat the apple and to get a little bit of her mango and pineapple mixture, put it in a little bowl and, 
you know, I definitely eyeballed the six ounces of fruit, if not one piece of fruit, right? So I eyeballed about six ounces and I may have been a little bit off, but I was like, okay, well, at least I met the need to like have something that my coworker is offering and also have a little fruit, you know, I just, but I just had to wait. I just waited until it was lunchtime. So there's little things like that. I'm trying to find workarounds. Um, my, like I love sriracha, right? I could say I definitely have used sriracha with almost every meal that is not a sweet meal. Like, you know, oatmeal, I wouldn't put sriracha on, but almost everything else would get sriracha. I had a bowl, or a bottle at work. I had a bottle at home. I had to get rid of both bottles and they were kind of new. So that was sad, but I got rid of both bottles and it turns out there's this chili sauce made by the same people, but it's almost like a more concentrated sriracha, um, but there's no sugar or flour in it. And so I can take a little bit of that, like a little teaspoon of that, because it's like a spice now, you know, so I could take a teaspoon of that and put it on a salad, you know, like mix it in with the salad dressing to make it a little spicier and then, you know, throw it on my salad. So yeah, so that's what I'm working on, finding my workarounds um, when I need to be flexible, and it seems to be going okay. I'm, you know, still drinking coffee, not as much, but I've, I've cut it down. So anyway, chugging along. Hi there, stay free. I am feeling like there are a lot of steps at the end of the day. Um, I prep my dinner for the next day. I plan my food. Oh, so I, like I prep my dinner for today and then I plan my food for the next day. Um, I, you know, they want you to also do a gratitude journal, you know, write down a few things you're grateful for and, um, and a checklist of, you know, things that you did that were healthy, which I was already doing, but, um, you know, but this is because it's part of this plan. It feels like, Oh God, that's a lot to do. Dinner definitely feels like a lot of food, tons and tons of veggies. And if they're all raw, then it's tons and tons of chewing, right? It's like, how many carrots can I chew now? Oh, God. You know, um, I have been busy at work this week. Uh, no surprise. Um, but the Bright Line eating plan has been keeping me from snacking, even though I'm a little hungry. Um, I don't feel like I have to snack. I don't feel like I'm ravenous. Like I, you know, like... Like I would do this before I would skip lunch and then eat all the cookies in the cabinet, right? So, um, yeah, so I don't feel ravenous like that. Like I feel like, okay, I'm hungry and that's normal to be hungry between meals and I'm going to have a cup of tea and then, you know, I'll eat my meal when it's time to eat my meal. Um, I have a hard time with peanut butter. Like I love peanut butter. And anytime I've done any kind of um, food plan, in my life, peanut butter gets me through, <laughs> you know, so if I feel hungry, I'll get up in the middle of the night and like have a spoonful of peanut butter or, you know, I, it's, I don't know why it's at the end of the day, but usually the end of the day. So anyway, last night I had a spoonful of peanut butter and what in the middle of the night. And what I think I'm going to do is not get rid of it entirely, but I will kind of wrap it up in a few different um, a few different things so that it's tougher to get through because I think in the middle of the night, I'm less likely to want to do like a brain puzzle to try to get to my peanut butter because then it'll really wake me up. And the whole goal is to go back to sleep. So I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going to try to trick, trick myself, um, to help myself really stick to those, those bright lines. So anyway, that's where Matt day three. 
Day five. Okay, day five, bright light eating. I am now down to a cup of coffee in the morning and one at night. Well, not at night, but like in the afternoon. I will say this is one of the hardest things I've ever done. This is up there with quitting smoking and deciding to stop drinking alcohol. Like this is hard. This is hard. That's all I have to say. It is day nine and I feel like, I'm not gonna say a million bucks, but I definitely feel slenderer. Like I feel like all the parts of me that were puffy and bloated and, and all of that, like that's gone. Um, my body's like a little bit more streamlined, which feels nice. I'm standing up straighter because my tummy, I think my tummy is like not pulling so much on my spine. And so my top shoulders are not hunching like they were even a week ago. Um, but maybe I'm standing up straighter because I'm doing all this wellness stuff and I'm just feeling better. You know, it's like I'm doing food, but I'm also like, I'm doing the food plan with bright line eating, but I'm also, you know, meditating and writing in the gratitude journal and doing all of these other, you know, healthy things that they suggest that you do along with the food plan. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's still not easy, you know, weighing and measuring food. Um, but I think my body likes it. I think so. Yesterday was my last day of the 14 challenge. I made it. Um, there were a couple of nights with a couple of spoons of peanut butter, but other than that, I stuck to the bright lines. Um, I feel good. Like, I definitely feel like my body's a little more streamlined. I, um, I lost nine pounds. No, I lied. I'm sorry. That's bad math. I lost seven pounds. I went from, um, from 138 Point five to one thirty two point five, um, so yeah, so seven pounds. If my math is correct, that's seven pounds. Um, and I'm sure most of that is just water. It's just that puffiness that I was talking about. You know, like I did feel puffy and jiggly and lethargic and like, bleh, you know, and that again, like that's gone. You know, my clothes are fitting a little bit smooth, more smoothly, um, and I think I'm gonna keep it up. So I. I also think I'm sad. Like I'm kind of sad that the 14 days are over. So every day you got a video in the morning that I would watch um, with my breakfast and my buddy would watch the videos too. Um, and, you know, both of us found the videos to be super helpful. Um, yeah, I just, it was nice. It was like every day there was a different tip on like how to handle group situations or how to handle coworkers or, you know, it was just, it was, it was good. I found the videos to be super, super helpful. And I'm going to miss having a video every day that's like, yay, you made it another day. Like it was awesome. At the end of it, of course, there is a pitch to sign up for the boot camp, which is six weeks, probably of that level of um, support. And then I guess you also get access to the whole community of a bazillion people that are doing Brightline eating. Um, I'm not, I'm not at this time able to do it. It's 
like $500 to do the boot camp. So that's not something that I'll be able to do at this time. Um, maybe, maybe someday, you know, I'll see how I do kind of doing it on my own. Um, I got a copy of her book so that I can, you know, read more of the stories and go in, in depth into reading about the plan itself. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think because I, I enjoy, you know, social media and I enjoy social networks. I enjoy things like that. I think that online community component could be a really good way to get support for this type of a food program because it is so intense. And if you're the only one doing it in your world, I can see why it's hard to do. It's, it's just, it's hard to stick to. It's like, who's going to help you and support you when you feel like it's excruciating? Um, you know, but I think for the people who have that community, they can text somebody, they can call somebody, they have, they just have access to tons of people who are doing it. For me, I'm probably just going to subscribe to the regular Facebook, the public Facebook group and check in on that from time to time and, um, and use that, I guess, if I need it and, and just see how it goes. Um, but I'm definitely going to continue with the bright line eating. Like I, I really like it. Um, I don't have much more weight to, I mean, I'm probably going to go like three, three more pounds maybe. Um, and then there's a maintenance plan and that involves like a little bit more grains and a little bit more protein. And you just kind of introduce them slowly so that your body gets used to them. Um, so I'm going to be on the maintenance plan in you know, in no time at all, but, um, I'm excited. Like I just, I really found a lot of freedom in, saying like, now is my breakfast time. I will eat my breakfast. And then now that my breakfast is done and I have cleaned away my breakfast dishes, I will not eat again until lunch. And it actually makes it very simple. It's like, oh, those cookies. Nope. That's, that's not food for me. And it's also not even eating time for me. So no, thank you. You know, I don't say it like that, but in my mind, I'm like, that's a no, thank you. Um, you know, so it's like, it just, if that's how it feels, you know, it's like, well, I, now's not the time to think about food or to worry about food. Now's the time to do my work. Like my work is what's in front of me. So I'm going to do my work. Um, or the podcast, right? Like, um, you know, I spent last night working on, you know, editing and putting a podcast together and I had my dinner and then I shifted to the podcast and that was it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, well, let's have a second snack and let's have a third snack. It was like, just dinner is now done, put it away. And now you can focus on what you really want to focus on, which is this fun, creative project that brings joy and richness and awesomeness to your life, you know? So just do that instead. So I do get their slogan, happy, thin, and free. I get why it is that. And I get, um, I, I get it. Like I, I get it. And, you know, at some point, if I need to do that boot camp, I'll, I'll figure out a way, you know, I'll pull together the resources and figure out a way because I do think it's valuable. And I think, you know, if, if I were at a point where, and some people get to this point, you know, where they have doctors saying, if you don't change the way you eat, you will, you will die, you know, or you will have to lose a limb because of your diabetes, or you will, you know, you are at risk of a heart attack or, you know, all of these things, like those are genuine, real things that people face. And yet they still have a hard time or they can't, they just can't quit the foods that are putting them in that position, um, because of, kind of the addictive hold that those foods have over them. So I can see why, you know, when you think about the grand scheme and the cost of, um, you know, addictive eating, um, that $500 is nothing compared to that. Um, for me, 
I'm not in that position yet. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to see how I do on my own. I did the boot camp and I have the book and I've got the Facebook group online and I'm going to see if that's, if that's, if that's it. There's definitely people on Instagram who put up, you know, their, their lunches and their breakfasts and their dinners. And it's inspiring to see how other people put flavors together too. You know, some people really like, you know, beans and cucumbers and tomatoes in their salads. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about cucumbers. Okay. You know, so it's, it's nice to get a little inspiration that way. Um, so we'll see how I do, you know, and maybe I'll check back in in a later episode and, and let you all know how I'm doing. But would I recommend it? I think if it sounds interesting to you and it sounds like something you need, I would absolutely recommend it. Is it for everybody? Probably not. No, I don't think so. I think there are people who can who can have a, a scenario that's much less extreme and it works for them. Um, probably the people in the middle of that scale of like zero to 10 on like susceptibility or um, like addictive potential to sugar and flour. Those people in the middle can maybe just like, you know, do some, do some, you know, watching what they eat and they can be fine. But for people who really feel the addictive pull of foods and it's gotten to the point where it's taken over their lives, you know, I think this would be a good fit for people like that who want a change. Um, but it's a, it's a big change, but it's also, it also comes with a ton of support. So anyway, yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up from me all the way around. And, you know, I'll keep you updated. Thanks. So one last thing before I wrap up this episode, I always like to ask my guests, what is a song that is giving them life right now? And since I am really the guest, I will say what the song is. So my song right now is called Answer Phone. And it's by Banks and Ranks and Ella Iyer, and it's actually, it's a, a certain remix of it, it's the Click remix. Now, the reason I'm loving this song right now is for a couple of things. The beginning sounds a little bit like, if you can imagine, like in the Flintstones, Pebbles and Bam Bam playing a xylophone with bones. And then... There's this part where you hear the like guitar sound. It's like sliding like up and down and sliding like up and down. And it. I've been talking to your answer phone now, now. Something tell me you don't want to know now, now. Makes me so damn happy, which I love. Then there's a fun beat, and the voice of the singer is fabulous. So anyway, that is why this is the song that is giving me life right now. And uh, I so much want to make everybody in my office stop working and just dancing out of this song. But that would be rude. So I won't. I will let them work. And I will just tell you about it on my podcast. Anyway. Quirkandcircumstance.com is the website to go for information about this episode and um, show notes and all of that stuff. If there's one thing that I could ask of you, it would be to visit iTunes, give a review, give a rating of this podcast. Um, and then last but not least, our intro and outro music is by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. Thanks so much. Hey.